It's Big Dog Ball Talk, Matt Eichhorn and Jordan Flegel. Uh-huh. We're back. We're better than ever. The big dogs, we're off the leash. We're off the leash, man. Nothing holding us back this time. This episode is, uh, you know, we're, we're coming in strong. Lots to talk about. Uh, you know, this has been maybe the most news that we've had to cover, like this craziness in such a rapid pace that we've ever had to start a season since we've been doing this, Jordan. Uh, yeah. You know, not, not a huge sample size, but I mean, we've already seen, you know, ma- major blockbuster trades, 51 points scoring games. Like, we're, we're getting all the, the major news out of the way. We're getting all-star games, uh, you know, news coming out. Lots of different stuff to cover here. And, and of course, some controversy and some funny moments, uh, you know, that, that always come early on as well. But uh, th- this has definitely been an action-packed first week and a half of the NBA season. Yeah, and you didn't even mention the most important thing, uh, Skims, uh, official mm. underwear of the NBA. Yes, uh, I sexy. need to get me mm-hmm. some. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, Maybe Big Dog Ball Talk cross Skims, cross <laughs> NBA. I don't know. This could Kim? be something. We, we model. Kim, Kim yeah. Get Come on, on the get pod. us up there. Um, Kim, yeah, actually. It's great. We were do- <laughs> Who were we going to do? Darko Milicic and somebody else. We'll do Kim and Darko Milicic now. They've got a lot in common, I think. Awesome. Um, yeah. This but, would be a uh, cool round table. <laughs> but Kyle Lowry and Skims, uh, you know, this is really going to break the Whoa, internet. So brother. We'll just wait, wait for that. Not right now. <laughs> Let's talk, talk about that off the air, man. Right, I can't right. control myself around that, that the thought of that. But, uh, yeah, there's, uh, the, there's always things going down in the NBA, and, uh, you know, none bigger right now than uh, the recent blockbuster trade between the Los Angeles Clippers and the Philadelphia 76ers. James Harden, the beard, the former MVP, <laughs> shipping on his way to La La Land. Uh, you know, he's a Cali boy himself, so I'm sure he's pretty stoked to be back. Yep. Uh, you know, in in the in the land, and I guess the land is Cleveland, but uh, you know we're <laughs> we're, going we're, we're, we're 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 appropriating that for all intents and purposes right now. But yeah. James Harden to the Los Angeles Clippers have been rumored all off season, even a little bit last season. But uh, the Clippers once again going all in. Uh, you know the, the the first all in. You know it turns out they had one chip left, and they're making that play for James Harden here. Uh, so James yep. Harden, PJ Tucker, and Philip Petrusev on their way to to uh, the Los Angeles Clippers, and the 76ers are uh, returning. Robert Covington, Nicholas Batum, Marcus Morris, KJ Martin, and a 2028 unprotected first round pick, two second round picks, and a first round pick from the Thunder, as well as a first round pick swap with the Clippers. Uh, Jordan, I mean, you know, the, well, there's so much to dissect here, but I mean, the first thing we got to get into is just James Harden's overall fit with the Clippers. Do you like it? And, how, you know, how do you think this uh, goes for the, 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 the Clippers uh, long term? I actually do like the fit, uh, just in terms of what the Clippers have to work with and the stakes that, uh, you know, that, that are on this team now, like this team, if they don't do something while they still have Paul George and Kawhi, like there, there's just going to be such a, like they're going to be clowned forever. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, we've, I, I don't think there's been a situation where a team has gone more all in and has fewer results to show for it, uh, than, than the Clippers. So, so Taking yeah, another I, second mortgage out on the house to yeah. try and uh, go in for this ring. Yeah, and and it's like you know at this point, uh, honestly, I, I would rather they just they just keep pushing, just keep going. Who cares about their draft capital? Who cares about anything? They they've they they need to make something happen here, or none of it's going to matter. Um, yep. And and so I I like the move. Like I I I. I I think some people see it as kind of a desperation move, um, and 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 it might be, but I I like that they've just continued to go all in uh, in this situation that they're in. I think they just don't really have a choice, and I don't think they gave up all that much in terms of the players that they gave up. Like I don't think they're yeah. really going to miss Covington, Batum, or Marcus Morris. They've had too many of those type of guys anyway, and they've needed to consolidate. And I've been saying you can go back and listen 
this entire through, since we started making the podcast, the Clippers need a point guard, a real playmaker, someone who can move the ball around and actually get the ball to to uh, you know Kawhi and Paul George and 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 I, I was sick of people saying, oh, they can handle the playmaking uh, responsibilities on their own. No, they cannot. I've never thought that. And so yep. last year they make the move and and they get Russell Westbrook, and I thought he could kind of fill fill that role of being a guy who can just kind of move the ball around even though that's not his strong suit i was like finally there's at least something because up to that point the clippers had just been trying to make it work with fucking terrence Mann and all the players that they've been acquiring were these wing players that they already had and just wouldn't get a point guard for some reason so i thought thought last year you know russell westbrook was a good kind of patch fix but he's not really that type of pass first traditional point guard um but when you look at James Harden in terms of who he's become these last few years since he stopped being that guy in Houston who would take, you know, the highest usage rate we've ever seen, take all the shots, 30-plus point, he led the league in assists last year uh, per game. Like, he was uh, w- one of the best setup men last year, and he showed he could do that right away early on in his career in Oklahoma City when he would come off the bench and run that pick and roll, basically was the point guard off the bench for that team. Um, and he's always been able to do that, and I think... He has made it clear in the last few years that he wants less pressure on him. Like he doesn't want to yeah. have that, uh, you know, responsibility as that number one lead scorer, like he did. In but Houston. he wants to be able to do what he wants. He wants, he wants yeah, to do. he wants to be able to do whatever he wants, uh, exactly but what no he wants, blame. and have yeah, no criticism. So you know that's going to be <laughs> tough. But and but, strippers, you gotta let him, <laughs> yes. gotta let him live a little. Yes. James has got to cut loose after these games. Look, it's stressful being an NBA player, yeah, man. Can you blame him? It's been a really mm. tough time for him. Uh, Some ass and titties in the face. He loves it. <laughs> but but I I do think you know he 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 does fill a role that I think that the Clippers have been missing for a long time. Just that guy who can bring the ball up, can mm-hmm. can is a really good passer, uh, and can run an offense and and run a pick and roll with Zubats with with Kawhi with whoever uh, can get things moving. And the other mm-hmm. thing I really like about this trade is that you've got these two guys in Kawhi and Paul George you know pandemic p uh it was a thing we can argue about Paul George and what he does in the playoffs but we know that Kawhi becomes you know he's held in such high regard because of what he can do in the playoffs and the Clippers have been desperately needing to have a good enough team in the regular season where Kawhi can be fully rested not have to worry about it and you know god forbid they have a good seed going into the playoffs Kawhi can kind of ramp up and do what he does they haven't had a good enough time team to do that um and now James Harden say what you will about him in the playoffs but he's kind of the opposite he brings you that production every night offensively unless he's trying to quit on your team unless he's got the fat suit on if he's just mm-hmm. being the norm, you know, his normal self, he brings it every night, uh, you know, in the regular season, uh, and and he comes and he helps you win games, so he can help them do that through the regular season, and then when he inevitably takes a step back, you know, doesn't produce in the playoffs, that's okay if you're the Clippers, if all things go right, because you've got Kawhi there waiting in the wings and can take you home. So the the ceiling for this Clipper team now, I think, is much higher. Um, and I didn't think their team was good enough before this trade. I think they've gotten kind of trimmed the fat and gotten better in the high end. Obviously, it's the Clippers. Things will go wrong. That, that none of this is going to work out. But for for what they had to do for for the position they were in, I like the move. He he fills a need for them. 
Yeah, I like the move as well from a, you know just a top to bottom you know standpoint on the court. Uh, I mean, this uh, yes, like you said, yes. this is going to be you know a, a a great addition at a position in need. Uh, doesn't really contribute too much on the uh, defensive end, but no. you know he adds so much onto the offensive end, which is really where they needed uh, you know to see some kind of a noticeable upgrade on the court for them. Yep. Uh, a, a tremendous player, uh, you know, as a as a playmaker like you mentioned, able to work out of pick and rolls, pick and pop, whatever situation you need him to work in, yep. he can get a guy open no problem. Uh, when I look at this, you know. That I, I I really see you know the the biggest problem being any off the court issues. Yes. That's where this could all fall apart because Paul George, Kawhi, even Westbrook, these are hardworking guys. These are guys that don't fuck around. They don't play around when they they, they want to win. Yeah. And this is a team that I think is you know poised right now. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it, like yeah, they might be my new Western Conference favorites with James Harden yeah. added onto the court. They're going to be a tough out for any team in the NBA this season, especially in the Western Conference. Yeah. And the biggest you know problem that it could be is just James Harden saying. Fuck it, taking plays off, not staying focused on the ball. Like this is yep. this could be the only real situation I see this being a downfall. Uh, you know, in total. And they, again, like we said, this is like there's no room for error. James has to understand that because yeah. if he doesn't, you know, feel the urgency and uh, understand that the like that the, his time is running out as the superstar playmaker uh, scorer in the NBA. So is Paul George's. So is Kawhi's. Westbrook's is already long gone. Uh, <laughs> so like these guys need this year, and if it's not this year, it's probably never going to happen. Yes. Uh, you know, especially with you know a lot of the contracts. And they're all on that free, team. yeah, they're and, all free agents after yep. this year. This is the last chance, no matter how you look at it. This is, yeah, the, the, the true last dance. And, I mean, the, the, the biggest thing that I'm looking at here is you have to do well here because chances are, in the next couple of years, you're going to suck. And mm-hmm. giving up that 2028 first round unprotected draft pick, yeah. another Clippers pick that odds are is going to be worth so much. We're talking at least a top 10 pick. Like, you know, 2028, we're still, uh, we're looking a little bit into the crystal ball ahead of this time. But this is going to be that uh, kind of after arts, all these guys have been torn down and they don't have any draft capital in the middle of that. So unless they're making some big splashes in free agency, this is going to be a team devoid of talent, devoid of, you know, fresh legs. And the the future is is bleak for them right now. But the near future could be, you know, golden uh, for for all intents and purposes. But Uh, I mean, to look at the other side of this trade, Jordan. I mean, the 76ers returning, a, 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 you know, three well, uh, well, well-versed, skilled veteran players, as well as a, a young gun and KJ Martin with those spry, uh, spry knees, and he's yeah. got, you know, they're also getting a couple other pick swaps and picks in there as well. This is, uh, in my opinion, Jordan. Like, I think like. Obviously, the 76ers get worse yeah. with this move. Uh, like, like I think their depth is still shit. Uh, Rocco, Batum, and Morris are all way over the hill. I mean, they can go and they can play hard and they can do what they want, but this is not 2016. This is not 2017 even. I won't even give them that. None of these guys <laughs> can really play that well anymore. I mean, Batum was probably the best player out of all of them. You know, still a really reliable uh, defensive player. The rest of them don't care. K.J. Martin... Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe he could fill in, place twelve minutes a game or something, but like yeah. none of this really helps them. The only way that this can work out in the 76ers' favor, because I really see them dropping, you know, to almost like a play-in team without, uh, and they've been playing well though, James Harden. So yeah. you know, maybe this is a little bit foolish to say. Uh, you know, a, a pretty thin schedule so far though for the the, the Sixers as a whole. But this is a, you know, a, a, they, like I think the writing on the wall for the Sixers inversely now is that they've got to take all these assets and flip them for some kind of a superstar on a, a team that's just looking to be bad. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm eyeing up the Zach Levine and the Chicago Bulls right now, a team that we, uh, we've talked about at large so far this season. Like getting a, a guy like Zach Levine to put next to Maxi in the backcourt might not be the best fit defensively, but 
that could maybe give them an upside, uh, you know, give them a, a fighting chance in a super competitive uh, Eastern Conference. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, like, uh, my thought when this, this went down is, you know, it, I, I'm excited to watch the Clippers. Uh, sorry, I'm excited to watch the Sixers and how they uh, sort of look uh, with the addition of, of, of these four guys that they got because, yeah, they got worse, but they in, in real terms they got better just in terms mm-hmm. of their um, – personnel so far this year because James Harden obviously hasn't been with, playing with the team and it's been just a maxi led team and he's just been uh, you know incredible uh, so far this year he's player of the week in the Eastern Conference for the first week of the season uh, he's been you know look, look like he's every night looks like he's just shot out of a cannon no one can stay in front of that guy um, if he has the ball in the open court he's been shooting it well uh, been playmaking well um, and looks like you know just a great sort of lead guard next to Embiid but I texted you this if we're talking about like an Embiid and Maxi team, if, if if you're if you're saying okay, we no longer have James Harden as our secondary superstar, now Maxi is our second best guy. J- t- yeah. uh, uh, Tyrese Maxi might be the worst defender in the history of the universe of this planet. I have never <laughs> seen someone just so something. Bad. If you're replacing James Harden, well, yeah, and 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 you know Trey Young is up there as well. You know all, all the classic mm-hmm. guys that we look at, but Tyrese Maxi. He just, I, I, it looks like he's just made out of feathers uh, when people, you know, try and drive against him. And I just think, yeah, it, there's only so far that that type of guard is going to take you. I don't care yeah. how good he is offensively. Um, you just need, you need someone else in there. Um, you know, uh, you know, they, they're they're going to run uh, DeAnthony Melton now, I'm sure, in that you know starting uh, you know two guard spot a lot of the time mm-hmm. next to him Underrated to sort of guy. help out. Good which, blue guy. Which yeah, which last year when Harden was out, that looked really good because you know he kind of slots mm-hmm. in there, yeah, as as a guy who can actually defend, unlike Harden. As well as got... Melton and Harden in that backcourt as well, just yeah. not uh, Maxi and Harden at the same time. Yeah, whatever it is, just just without those two. So and so you know the fact that you know they they, they no longer have that secondary defensive liability with Harden there uh, and they've got these you know guys that Nick Nurse can use in the rotation a little bit you know but to my like you said I still think he he's you know a, a useful serviceable guy um, and and they have been they the, the sex the Sixers for the last like four years have been really uh, shallow on that wing they just you know it's all Tobias Harris uh, and so this is good that they can filter these these guys in but I I I like the I like the Sixers now with the understanding that you know that I, I, I'm I'm excited to see how they do. I think they're a good team, but they're they're clearly a, a rung below Milwaukee uh, and and, mm-hmm. and Boston uh, without uh, that that sort of high end potential that James Harden still does give you. I mean, they they were up three two on the Celtics last year. They, they, James Harden did have a couple, even though I had some stinkers, some classic James Harden games. He can elevate and have those good games in the playoffs too every once in a while. And they just don't. The Sixers just don't have that potential anymore. It's just a lot of uh, you know pressure on Joel Embiid to just you're gonna have to run everything through him and then Maxi yep. who yes he's great and everyone loves him right now he's you know he's the hot commodity he still hasn't proven that he can with all that pressure on him as a secondary guy especially next to a guy like Embiid who's often out and often isn't performing himself that's a lot of pressure now to put on a young guy who isn't quite proven um so yeah I agree like the Sixers are they're not gonna you know I I don't think they're in that upper quite in that upper echelon uh, of the Eastern Conference unless they can yeah flip some of these assets um and 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 I'm okay if Maxi's kind of your lead guy if you go and get like say a wing a really good wing player who's uh, uh, uh just a dog defensively someone who can really make up for it then I like that construction a little bit better because we know mm-hmm. what Embiid brings to the table uh defensively uh but you know if if you're just going to roll out these kind of you know 
take him or leave him kind of wing players. Like even someone like Tobias Harris, like he's been impressive recently in the last few years defensively to me in terms of his effort, but he's, he's not shutting mm-hmm. anybody down. Um, no, so no. you can't have that weakness in, in, you know, uh, on the wing and in the backcourt defensively. So they got to address that. But, um, you know, in, in the real terms, like I said at the beginning, the Sixers are going to be better now, uh, you know, when you look at it from the fact that they haven't hard-hardened this whole year anyway. Um, and, and and where I'm putting them in the in the sort of pecking order of the East, they're, they're solidly in that second tier. I still think they're on the tier with how good Embiid is. I still think they're, you know, I th- I'm a little higher on them than you, I think. I think they're in that sort of New York, Cleveland, maybe Miami, mm-hmm. if they can get the, get their shit together mix, um, as long as Embiid stays healthy. But that's it, more important now than ever for him to do, and that's always been an issue. So same old, same old, uh, you know, problems uh, that, that the Sixers have going forward. It's just, you know, that they, they've now moved on from the headache uh, that is, you know, the, the James Harden situation, uh, which, you know, if you go back, it kind of bleeds into the freaking Ben Simmons situation. It just feels like mm-hmm. drama mm-hmm. has surrounded this team. We'll see if they can move past saga. that now and, and just play like a normal team. I, I don't know if they're even capable of doing that, but we'll see. Hey, well, the, the NBA, it's the, the greatest soap opera on the planet. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the one of the, you know, in the running for maybe the, the best new cast made of the, the year, Victor Wembanyama uh, oh, and the San Antonio Spurs. What what, what a game. Uh, you know, the first one, the first game, the Spurs and the Suns, the, the Spurs make that miraculous fourth quarter comeback. Wemby makes some, uh, you know, freakish plays uh, towards the end. They end up pulling up the surprise win. Yeah. Okay, you know what? Cute win. They made the effort. The the the, the Suns were you know a little shorthanded. Uh, you know, that this was this was gonna go. You know, just chalk that one up as a mistake. That yeah. was a fluke. Yeah. This second game was a fucking ass whooping. <laughs> I couldn't tell that the Spurs were supposed to be one of the worst teams in the league this year yeah. uh, because Wembenyama looked like the greatest basketball player uh, on the face of the earth. Uh, you know, I mean, this guy is. Uh, you know, like, I I had my skepticisms and I wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to get too ahead of myself. Uh, you know, too quickly with this guy. I think we both wanted to you know exercise the on the side of caution there. Yeah. This was an insane game from him. 38 points, 10 rebounds, uh, you know, three for six from three-point land, a steal and two blocks. Like this guy was efficient. He was everywhere on the court. He makes moves that you know when you watch them, they look like uh, your TV's bugging out because he just takes off from so far back and he just kind of glides through the air and you realize that he's just walking. Yeah. Uh, this is a, uh, a a player who's going to be a problem for a long, long time, and you know. If you can make Kevin Durant look like a bitch in your, you know, your fifth game in the, the I could, NBA, I could do it. Give me a chance. Uh, I'd do it. it would be tough. It would be a close Fuck one. Fuck that bitch. Uh, but but this would be a uh, a this is one for the the history books. And again, yeah. this is something you need to look at the Suns. Like the Suns, there's no excuses when you have pretty much this is your team minus Bradley Beal. Yeah. But even without Bradley Beal, with Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. And Yusuf Nurkic, you would think that they should be able to beat the Spurs, who essentially are as good as the rest of their, you know, the reserve roles here. I don't think that uh, anyone else really shown uh, as bright as Wemby in this one. So I mean, Jordan, like, no. what do you take away from this? Uh, is this, uh, you know, something that the Spurs should really be proud of, or is this maybe uh, the Suns, the the panic button, uh, starting to be taken out from uh, its protective case? Yeah, well, I mean, just like the the Bucks, uh, which. You know, mm-hmm. since we last talked worse. about you lost them, to the Raptors, they've Boo. been they've been quite quite terrible. Uh, and mm-hmm. and it was the the question, not, not no questions about their offense. It's just all about the defense. It's the same with the the Suns for me. You know, like they've yep. they already were a thin, not very good defensive team last year. And you trade out D 
DeAndre Ayton for for Nurkic. Nurkic actually in this one, to be fair to him, looked like he was moving better than I've seen him move in years. He hit he he's shot, been one of their better players. Yeah, he hit an outside shot, uh, and you know he 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 looked good. And and defensively, he's he's better than he sort of you know you you would think. But still, I think defensive potential wise, you are downgrading on that side of the court from from Ayton to to Nurkic. Uh, at least when you know Ayton. When Aiton was at his best with the Suns, when he, you know, he got, actually... got benched for uh, for Eubanks for whatever reason. But <laughs> yes, I mean, that's, yes, that that that's a that, that's a, a call that I I guess all the Suns decide on. Yes, yes. So who knows what Vogel is doing? But you know, it's uh, the, well, they, the... they lost a pick over it. So I mean, they got to <laughs> yes, use them. Yes, yeah, and d- no, the the defense is just it's just been uh, horrendous be- because of that. Like you 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 like outside of you know center center position aside, whatever you know, Nurkic isn't you know the best defensive anchor that you can have, but, but he's not the worst either. So, but you know, like outside of that, like I, there's just a lot of guys um, who, who just seem a little bit small, like poor, poor Eric Gordon out there was stuck, mm-hmm. uh, you know, got, got jammed under the rim a couple times by Wembenyama. He literally looked like a little kid. I mean, Eric Gordon's like six, four, he goes through most of his life being one of the tallest people, uh, you know, you know, in the room. I, I just can't believe mm-hmm. how small Victor made him look. Um, and and they've just got a lot of other kind of guys who, you know, they're 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 dog dogged defenders. There's there's you know, I, I the, the defensive personnel of the Suns is okay, I think, but they're just all a little bit small for my liking. Unless you're you're looking at KD, uh, who's probably the yep. most probably still their most important defensive player. Like he he's he's one of the only guys with long arms who can defend both on the perimeter and on the interior a little bit. Uh, and outside but, of that, but at his age, why the fuck do they expect yeah, your well, exactly. best offensive player to also be your best defensive player? That's why I, exactly. I, I said the Suns are not going to be nearly as good as people are uh, making them out to be this season. Yeah, yeah, and if that's true, it will be. It will be because of the the, the defense. And I agree. I don't. I went, in our major preview uh, before the season, I don't have them in the conference finals. I just don't think they're 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 quite at the level of some of the other teams. And 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 yeah, again. Offensively, they can you know get in a shootout like you like you mentioned. They don't even have uh, you know Bradley Beal out there yet, so we don't know what they can do on the offensive end. But defensively, it is a yeah. problem because this is the Spurs. This isn't some other incredible team. Um, you know, this is you know Victor and and a bunch of uh, you know role players or otherwise young players who you shouldn't have this much of a problem with. But like just Victor's performance alone. My, honestly, my biggest takeaway was that that was like a quiet thirty-eight points. Like he did that. Mm-hmm. Like uh, he 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 made some big plays down the stretch of this game when the Suns came back and 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 made it something where, where you know before it had been twenty plus plus points like it wasn't even close for for the majority of this game but yeah it didn't look like he was trying all that hard like he was really efficient and that helped you know br- bring his numbers up as you mentioned but like I I didn't think it was like oh he could never do this again like this looked pretty easy for him honestly all things considered um it, it's five games into the season here he's going for a 38 uh, point double double it's just insane and so many of them were just easy little oh uh you know the spurs you know that someone's dribbling out on the perimeter oh look way you know 20 feet under the rim there uh we've got victor i can probably see his hands they go up you know the size of another human up from whoever yeah, the fuck yeah, is next yeah. to him on the suns. Let me just throw it in there. And you just, you know, catch it, turn, just, just lay it in. He had an insane, that insane alley-oop where I don't even know what he did with his hand to kind of catch it backwards and just guide it into the rim. There was a bunch of those plays. And then it's kind of like, uh, it's, it's kind of like the real life version of it. If you remember Steph Curry, uh, 20, uh, 2015, 2016, he goes to Japan and plays against all those weird, they put him in that game show. And there's just the one guy with a bunch of hands on a rod. <laughs> what? I try and shoot over the hands. 
I hope people know what you're talking. I don't know what you're talking about. I need to go check. I'm pretty this sure out, Michael but... Jordan had to play like a guy, like a bunch of people on stilts or something. There's a <laughs> bunch of weird shit. If you look it up, oh, uh, you, you can see what I'm talking about. That's kind of like what playing against Wembenyama is like so far. Yeah, it sounds like. It. Yeah, it's just like an alien. Just you know, no, you've never seen it. And like like I said with Aaron Go- Eric Gordon, there was a play. I think it was in the first half. It goes to to, to Wembenyama. I don't know how Eric Gordon wound up on him, but literally he didn't even make a move. He just caught it in the most mid post, turned around took a completely normal shooting motion. It kind of bounced up and went in, but he didn't have to mm-hmm. do make any adjustments at all. Little Eric, tiny Eric Gordon's just standing there right underneath Little him. There's boy. literally nothing he could do. Uh, there was no adjustments needed. It was it, just an insane visual, um, you know, it, just what he's able to do. And and the fact that he able he was able to not only hit like above the break threes, kind of trailing or like in pick, pick and pops when it was kicked out to him, he hit a couple, but he... He dribbled into a three and just hit one, uh, yeah. and 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 then the ability to just run the floor trailing as well, and he went that one dunk, that two-handed dunk he had in the first half, where he took off, looked like almost from the free throw line with two hand, two two feet, uh, and just jammed it. Not to mention the defensive presence he brings. It's just, it it's it it really was something, uh, you know, to behold. And uh, again, I don't think that was that crazy uh, that he. I don't mm-hmm. think that was like a something he can't recreate. I think we're gonna see more games like that. Um, and, and the fact that that's even a possibility is just, uh, it's just insane. Five games in five games. We'll, we'll see, man. I I think 50 could be in play. If he plays the right team, he might, if when when they play the wizards circle that one, Wemby overall points, he'll be, uh, he'll he'll be scoring a hundred him and will. Yeah. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll be exchanging the jacket at, uh, at center court at halftime. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P., man. Uh, stadium full of women, never forget. Oh my God. Uh, to, to move on, though, the, you know, let's just bring it into some just general NBA discussion here. No, no, no breaking news, but uh, a lot of people have been talking about it, Jordan. I think that it's time that we get our, our takes out there for it. The NBA City jerseys. Uh, something that they, uh, an addition that they kind of put out there when Nike took over as the uh, the manufacturer for all the the, Nike, the, the new NBA game worn jerseys, and they made some good ones in the past, but this whole this year, okay, there's there's so many angles to take with here. My first thing I got to say, they suck. They're horrible. There might be one good jersey out of the whole fucking batch of 30. Uh, they're ugly. Every single one of them is ugly. It's insane that the the Nike, like these designers just are out of ideas, I guess. But again, when you're trying to come up with new jerseys every single year, and this is the fifth or sixth year uh, that they've been doing this, yeah. you're going to run out of ideas eventually. Yeah. I don't even believe that rebrands should happen as often as they do entirely. Like this no. is something that, you know, you should stick by, have some kind of, you know, consistency because then it's just weird. When you look through time and these teams are wearing these random ass jerseys that mean nothing, they have no validity. Like I like to be able to picture my, uh, you know, athletes wearing one jersey throughout their, their, their career or you know, at least in their era with a team. Yep. And now it's just kind of like you're, you're throwing all these random-ass fucking jerseys in there that nobody asks for, nobody wants, nobody wants to see <laughs> uh, you know any of this shit. Uh, like the Lakers one, what the fuck is that? It's like an arrow <laughs> pointed up with the... It just looks like a, a poorly made one in 2K or something. Like I, yeah. I, I really don't like them. I don't like this yearly release. My rule, in my opinion, would be at maybe every decade, you can update your jerseys. You can yeah. do a slight rebrand, do something like that. Just and that's only if you have no success. Like if you are winning a championship, you got to keep the jersey, keep that yes. uh, you know that lineage going. But you know maybe that extends your your uh, your, your window by like two three seasons or something. But yeah. you know every ten years, keep it fresh, keep it relevant. Nothing wrong with that. But every single year, come on, man, we got to put an end to this. Yeah, I don't know why it it it, it like it, it needs to happen so frequently. Like 
Because when do they even wear the City Edition? Like, how many times do they wear it during a year? Yeah, a couple times a, couple a year, a handful, like, maybe a dozen. Seems like a waste uh, of money. Um, I mean, I just mm-hmm. saw the, the 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 one I most recently saw, the, the Washington ones that say the District or whatever in orange. Those look... Dream City, well, yeah. all downhill from there. <laughs> like, those ones looked okay, and sometimes they, they, they look cool, but I feel like it's it's just kind of an arbitrary... Like, like I'm like, why, why is... Like I, I understand, you know, the district, uh, you know, that that makes sense in terms of what, the, you know, what you're calling uh, your team on, on, on the jersey. But like what what is the design? Uh, like what's what's the background? What's it represent? Like what's the, the point of it? And there probably is yeah. one, but it's not it's not fucking obvious to anyone who looks at it. Like so, the, the, there, there's there are times when you can make make jerseys that, you know, have subtle nods to the city or whatever and, and they, mm-hmm. they look good, but all they've just been done overdone so many times that it just feels like just completely random and, and, and yeah, a lot of the time they look like shit anyway. Uh, and yeah, uh, I, I mean I dude, like the, the the perfect example, Denver Nuggets. Five that they have a jersey that's supposed to represent their altitude, the one mile above sea level, five two eight zero, uh, five thousand two hundred and eighty feet. That's the that, that's yep. where that comes from. How the fuck are you gonna have a bunch of numbers on the front of your jersey when you already have your player number. What's the point yeah, of that? It's text. You don't have extra numbers. Who cleared that shit? The Bulls is straight up just Chicago down the side with the number on like the an awkward spot on like the chest. Like it's not over the heart or anything, but it's a little lower. The forty uh, the forty nine is I almost said because the, the <laughs> you know I'm just getting caught in a riffraff here. But I mean the 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 Warriors just say San Francisco, but they're kind of in like a weird little loop. Like. Yeah. There's nothing, like, not a single one of these, like, do I really like. Like, uh, the Suns are trying to keep their, their Valley thing going. Uh, the, the Nets Fuck one you know. looks like a fake jersey. I mean, like, <laughs> like just, yeah. you had a couple nice ones. You don't have to, like, ruin it. Because now I'm looking at all these, and I'm like, what the fuck? The Memphis Grizzlies ones isn't even words or anything. It's like <laughs> lines. Maybe there's something in there. I don't know. People have been obviously trashing the heat culture. Where that oh, one God. looks like a practice jersey. That yeah. one's horrible. Yeah. Uh, like the best one might actually be the New York Knicks because they're bringing back my favorite one, the John Starks, the early, uh, you know, late late nineties, early two thousands. The the orange and the black. Yeah. Those are those are fucking nice. Those yes. I like. The throwbacks uh, all the rest of them suck. Everybody likes yeah, the throwbacks. throwbacks. Yeah. Like I, I don't understand why. Like there, there's already too many jerseys, uh, to be honest. Like yep. you don't need to keep making more. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think it, it it'll especially in this era where the league is supposedly worried about people. You know, there's so much player movement now. Does anyone really have like a team that they support, or is it just is it just players? You know, all the old heads saying you know it was different back in the day. Stop changing the goddamn jersey so that we can you know if if you throw in some some uh ones from you know back in the past there'll be you know the nostalgia factor it's like you know people people like that um i don't mm-hmm. think i don't think anyone's really you know dying to uh you know see see these new jersey releases so it's yeah. stupid and i don't even think this is a city one but uh city edition one but uh Sh- charlotte's jerseys this year i don't know if this is just a this year thing or if i've missed it but they just in big capital letters say CLT. Some of them, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know why they got clit clit on the the front of their jerseys. I mean, you got to respect sure it. But... Played Sacktown at some point. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's it's the like short form for their for their airport or something. I read in Charlotte. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, for us who don't know that, um, that, just rep the clit, I guess. But uh, yeah, they've. They... 
They're, I always, have, I always struggle this. to find the, uh, the the Hornets when they're playing, when they wear those jerseys, man. I don't know what it is. The horny clits. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's, that's, a good, uh, that's got a good ring to it, man. You should have uh, worked in showbiz or something. Okay. Uh, yeah, start a podcast. That's a good idea. Uh, but... To, to move on, you know, wrap out uh, this uh, the, the, the kind of shenanigans that have been going around the NBA and, uh, you know, things that maybe we want to see nipped in the bud. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're on the NBA side on this, Jordan. I, I hope not. Uh, I don't want to scream at you right now, but we'll, we'll see. Right. But we were already talking about Joel Embiid, you know, the superstar reigning MVP big man in the 76ers. And uh, he was fined recently by the NBA for an obscene gesture hitting the socket over <laughs> the, the Portland Trailblazers mid-game. And this is something that, you know, I, I, I know I go back and forth you know, between this, but I'm, I'm big player empowerment when it comes to shit talking and doing stuff like this. You should be able to tell a guy, suck it. You should be able to say, suck my fucking dick. I don't care. You should be able to say whatever you want and do whatever you want. I want to see people, I mean, fucking, are you going to find uh, Josh Hart, who was just caught on the bench uh, at the Knicks game recently, pretending to do, uh, you know, perform some fellatio? Uh, I, I don't know. Slob Maybe you wizard? should. If the, Is he a slob wizard? Yeah, the sl- I, that's what I mean. You got the slob wizard out there. You got to let guys do you know, tell want. people to suck it. Yeah. Uh, as someone who grew up on uh, the the or, the or, the early uh, aughts, mid two thousands WWE, yep. I'm telling people to suck it my whole life. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, this is a uh, a situation where it's it hits close to home, and you know, I, I think the NBA needs to allow some of that personality to shine through. It's you know, it's it, obviously you want kids to watch it, but I mean, kids are seeing way worse shit uh, on Roblox and stuff, man. Like this isn't. Uh, uh, this, this isn't going to scar anyone for life. Joel Embiid crotch chopping once or twice just to get the point across that he owns you. So, uh, I mean, Jordan, I don't know which uh, side of the coin you fall on here, but man, but I, I love the shit talk. I love the theatrics, and I, I want to see more of it. I don't. I want to see someone hit the moonwalk, hit the gritty or something on the court. Oh, okay. I don't care. That that's that's the thing. I I want to agree, Matt. I would love it, but come on, man. And I do. No, sorry. I, I do agree, but I but I understand that you can't just let Joel Embiid. Do that. It's it's also jarring seeing someone so big uh, just do mm. it. It's like a giant, like you know, uh, wow. Uh, but you know, I know the you know, a I don't know what the wow. league. I don't know what the league is uh, supposed to do. Um, you know, I I understand they got to come down and, and crack down on st- that stuff. It's like the one and that he's done uh, this before. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and honestly, this exact thing. <laughs> yes, I know. But like, it's like the one. Uh, what's the one that Kobe did one time? Someone else, maybe. Uh, I feel like Sam Cassell did it. I don't know why. The one where you're juggling your ball sack, you're running. Oh uh, yeah, the big, big, big balls. Big, yep, uh, that's a good so, one. So I get why the league. I think has Glenn to, Baby Davis might have done that one as well. Yeah, yeah, I get why the league has to crack down on uh, on those ones. Um, you know, even though I'd, I'd love to see players just just be able to do it freely, but. But no, mm-hmm. I like the idea of just, just, just like more players. I think need like signature celebrations uh, on and ones or after dunks or something. I mean, yeah, hundred percent, man. It, because it, you know that'll kind of grow. You know, as a cultural thing. I mean, remember when Embiid? It was against the Raptors. It was fucking annoying. But when Embiid threw that uh, dunk down in the 2019 playoffs and did the airplane, uh, you know, Selly mm-hmm. running back down the court. J.R. Smith, uh, the amount of shit he was able to do is just beautiful. Uh, you know the. The, the Carmelo three to the head. Always PG still. Exactly. Just keep it PG, and then I, I want to see no, more of it, it 100%. But, and if you're cool with being fined, with clearly Embiid knew that was coming, mm-hmm. if, if you just want to you know do it uh, f- for emphasis and you're cool to spend the money, uh, all the power to you, man. Uh, that's uh, Yeah, I love to see it. 
Uh, but I get why uh, they got to clamp that. We got to keep it PG, man. We want that. We want the hey, new no, generation. Don't. We have to pass. We have to pass the torch, Matt. We we have to get. Man, know. when we were kids, Ron Artest was knocking motherfuckers <laughs> out in the stands. Yeah, Do you think was... I care about a cross chop? Oh, oh yeah, you're right. No, you're right. And, and the, we were cheering uh, for that shit. We were like, yeah, let's course. go. Still talk about it. Yeah. Again, it's a long, uh, long running joke here that we pretty much talk about the malice of the palace once every episode. I think oh, I this it. is probably our longest time uh, cold, uh, cold yeah. turkey. But I mean, we can yeah. we can scrape off the uh, last day since mentioning the malice of the palace off our, our board. Alex, please update that at yes. the, the, the Big Dog Ball Talk warehouse. Uh, but Jordan, I mean, the, I, the, this begs the question, you know, if you were going to be in the NBA and you're going to get fined for a celebration, what are you doing on the court, man? What are you busting out? Like, me, personally, I think if I'm hitting a three right in someone's face, I'm going to be pulling out the three ball uh, with my fingers, but I'm smoking a spliff one. Oh, and I'm, sm- I'm taking a fat drag off of it, and I'm oh, wow. blowing it in my opponent's face, wow. man. Maybe put it out on his head or something. Just start a brawl. Like I, I, that's, that's what I'd be doing, man. I'd be smoking that uh, you know, whatever team pack that I'm playing. <laughs> I mean... Uh, I love and I it. I think that that probably draws a fine. Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, just just do marijuana is not a banned substance anymore, so maybe maybe it'd be empowering. I don't know. Well, it depends on the state, right? I mean, I, I'm not sure. I'm not True. sure what, what's happening. But in in if it's the game in Toronto, uh, you know, they they probably got mm-hmm. they can probably uh, Denver. It, it, they, they yeah, or Denver. They probably in in Toronto deliver uh, you know edibles to you uh, at your seat at this point. Anything sure. to make money, yeah. but uh, why not? You can uh, yeah, I like that idea, Matt. I love it. Um, I don't know. I I, I I like I forget who did it. I think it was like Joe Kim Noah, but same one. You hit a three, uh this this is PG Matt because this is Come on, man. This is what I believe in. But I thought you were uh, gonna bring the, up the Twin Towers when you brought up Yuki. No, no, no. But uh, the little, uh, you know, uh, take take the three, uh, dip it in the honey pot, and then uh, mm, you know, suck your fingers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. get a little freaky. Looking with it. good. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, Giannis would like that one. Uh, or you know, he would. That, Giannis would. Love, he wouldn't even hide it though. Wouldn't just be one or two <laughs> fingers, man. You know what he'd be doing. Doc be Rivers in there. He'd be. He might be double dipping. Or 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 I'll make a new one. You know, don't the don't play with your meat. Uh, I'm gonna you know riff off that. Make something a like Doc Rivers if if he was my coach. Uh, uh, you know, I think he'd be cool with that. There's, there's lots you can do. Um, <laughs> yeah, you hit a three and just start fucking jacking it on the court. That'd be something, man. I would love it. Maybe the th- that's a classic, man. Just, just spray it off, chuck it at somebody. That'd be oh, nice. Oh yeah, yeah, and and goal. I believe it is. And just like, uh, I, but but again, I, I would want to do it like to you know, I want to be this, this to be at MSG or some something like someone, some celebrity in the Get first row. Wild, yeah. Just like mm. you know when when Scotty uh, Scotty Pippen in the '90s dunked over Patrick Ewing and told. Mm. Uh, told spike lee to sit his ass down uh you know something like that uh yep. you know the reggie miller looking at him uh, chris rock you know, fuck you yeah yeah Everything. sit your ass down man yeah um or 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 keep my wife's name out your yeah there's one, there. there's one there there's one there just slap mm-hmm. you if you hit, hit a three and someone's face, slap, slap chris him. rock at courtside yeah, that yeah. would be cool man just every time he's at chris rock shows up to a game i think he goes to a lot of lakers games too yeah uh yeah. you know uh, lebron's gotta come down there and bitch slap him i feel yeah. like lebron is LeBron is kind of like the Will Smith of the NBA. They're both <laughs> yes. super corny. They just never seem to go away. They're yeah. in everything every year. Yeah. Uh, you know, they got a lot of excuses for shit. Uh, you know, uh, LeBron's uh, LeBron's wife is a little bit more loyal than uh, Will Smith. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's not here, that there. Jada Pinkett Smith, if you want to come on the, the round table, Kim Kardashian, Darko wow. Milicic, there's always a table. There's, there's a spot awesome. open. What a, what a uh, GI, GI Jane too. Let's see it. Okay, Matt, you're gonna get. You're gonna. He's gonna come find you. He's gonna slap you. Keep the name out your mouth, okay? Um, Celebrity boxing. I'd love to. See, I'd love to actually to see you, you and Will Smith, uh, just going at it. Um, I'll tell you this, man. I wouldn't just let him walk it, mock me down like well, Chris Rock did. 
The second I see that guy coming, I'm not like, put my hands behind my back loud. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. You remember I was Marty and uh, what, what the fuck is that movie called? Uh, Madagascar. No, that wouldn't be me, man. I'd be, I'd be kind of, I'd be shifting my head already. You wouldn't be able to touch me. He's uh, old, man. Oh, Maybe man. Jaden Smith and me, Karate Kid. Now that would be a scrap. That's another person we need on the pod. Um, what, what does he, what mm-hmm. does he say? Uh, why, why are we talking about the state, political state of the world right now? That's what I. So why are we talking about state, that more? Man. Um, we should be. We, we really should. So be. we're talking about basketball. Yeah, fuck kind it. of, I guess. But we want to talk about basketball with you guys. Epic Doug Ball Talk. Reach out to us. Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Give us a follow. Help us grow. Help us bring you better and more content uh, yes. as frequently as possibly can. Uh, at Big Doug Ball Talk. Do us the favor. And Jordan, we got a nice uh, weekend ahead of us here of NBA action. We'll be back in season tournament. Yep. Uh, you're excited, mm-hmm. Matt. I know you love the such cool, tournament. such a cool concept. Awesome. I can't wait to see the players win like a minuscule amount of money from what they already make. So cool, yep. Adam. Adam, cool. very neat. The courts. <laughs> wow, Adam. Congrats. Very pretty. Very cool. Very neat, Adam. I actually, I'm glad this is. Uh, slap that motherfucker's bald head. <laughs> I got more to say about Adam, but uh, in a second, give me, give me my outro. This is the sure, plan. Uh, if you're requesting it. But uh, yeah, enjoy the in season tournament. It's pointless. Yep. And uh, we'll be back on Monday for Big Dog Ball Talk. This is Matt Icorn, Jordan Flegel. And as my good friend Jordan always says. I, I have respect for Adam now, man. Did you see him? Mm-hmm. Uh, he got caught going into the headquarters. He's <laughs> like, Adam, why'd mm-hmm. you pick skims? And he's like, I'm wearing them right now, actually. Oh, oh sexy, sexy. <laughs> Adam, the sexy commissioner. Stern could never be. He said, he said it's he could have, never pull it off. Yeah, uh, exactly. He's like, it's gonna have a direct effect on the players. You know, uh, when 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 the, the the guys feel free, when they can go out there, when they're comfortable, they play better. Uh, so I can't wait to see it. But uh, you know, Adam, keep, keep doing you, man. You're you're a lot cooler in my eyes now. I get it, man. He, uh, if you want to see Kim K up close and personal, you sign the Skims deal, man. Uh, Fenty Beauty next to the uh, official eyeliner of uh, the NBA. Uh, yeah, Jimmy Butler would love it. I mean, you'd uh, get it, get it, it up. Do they make eyeliner? Oh, maybe Who knows? Who knows, man?